Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions. Connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now, the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. This weekend, we're talking about a ministry that may you may see sometime in your hometown. Our guest today is Larry Waits, and he his the ministry is Christians Standing Up for Christ Jesus. And Larry, welcome to Exploring Missions. Good morning, Brother Bert, and thank you for having me here. Well, it's a return trip. You were here approximately two years ago and uh, shared with us what God had laid on your heart, and you're continuing to do that. So, Larry, what I want you to do is let our listeners know what God's laid on your heart to do. Well, the ministry, Christians Standing Up for Christ Jesus, we have a calling to take a trailer with a cross and Christian signs. The ultimate goal, if we reach it, is to take it through every city in this nation. And we've been into part of 17 states now. Uh, we've been on the road, I'm not sure exactly how many days. We've had uh, several people come to us and stop us for prayer as we've traveled. I've had a couple of people just flag me down and just want to jump up on the trailer and hand me their smartphone and say, I want my picture by that cross. So we've done that, and uh, so it's it's been an interesting journey so far, and we're working towards taking it towards their next level as we prepare to come to next year. And God's using this because retirement in your life, it sounds like you're not retiring, you're retreading. Is that right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> we, we did do a story in one of the Christian truck magazines as I retired that had a picture on the face cover beside the tractor trailer that I drove as I drove truck most of my life. And the title of that was Changing Trucks and Changing Loads. Amen. Well, the reason I want to bring this, we had a missionary on with us not too many weeks ago, and uh, he retired at a certain age, and that's when he he sold his house and moved to a a foreign country to do missions. And uh, he said, listen, our upkeep is a lot cheaper than a young family with three or four kids, and he said, we can do the mission work, our health is good, and we can carry it out. So you're recommending not stopping when you retire, but restarting. That's true. As as a person called to serve Christ, you know, it does not tell us anything about retirement in the Bible, <laughs> that we just re- keep going, we have more time to serve him, because we're not having to serve man and manna, as you would say. Okay. Again, our guest is Larry Waits, Christian standing up for Christ Jesus. And and when people are hearing, because they may not get to hear the whole thing, if they wanted to hear more about your ministry, what's the contact information, Larry, that they could uh, get a hold of you? Okay, the website is www.christianstandinguporchristjesus.com. We also have a Facebook site at the Christian Standing Up for Christ Jesus dot com on Facebook. Say that a little slower, make sure they get it. Okay. We also have a Facebook site at Facebook Christians Standing Up for Christ Jesus at Facebook. Okay. And they also can uh 
contact me if they ever needed to at 770-722-2110. Repeat that and repeat it. This is because my boss says, Bert, when you give those numbers, slow down a little bit so people can get them. Go ahead. One more time. 770-722-2110, which is my cell phone that I have on me all the time. Okay, they can talk to you directly. Yes. And we're we're talking about, let's talk about what uh, the truck and trailer look like. Try to paint a picture over the radio uh, because they may see you going down the highway and they'll say, there goes the guy I heard on Exploring Missions. Tell them what they're going to see. Okay. At the present time, we are a duly white Ford pickup. We have a uh, trailer behind it that has a eight-and-a-half-foot cross that has spikes in each side of the cross that was built by a blacksmith that had studied the Roman spikes. We have a crown of thorns on each side of the cross, which we order out of the Dead Sea of Israel area. And then we have three Christian boards. Uh, It's like a pie shape. You have two messages on it, one on the left side behind the driver and one on the very back, which encourage people to come to Christ. It tells them what Christ offers them. When you come up behind it, it tells you what Christ has done for you, and it's your choice to accept him or not. On the other side, we have one signboard that's about five by six, and it tells Christians that he laid down his life of us. Will we not now stand for him? So that's the three messages we carry as we travel. And people see it when we're in hotels, if we have to eat at a restaurant, wherever we're at with our trucks parked. It's doing its job, even though I might not be in the cab of the truck. Amen. And sometimes parking, as long as it is, you've got to be careful where you park. Yes, I, I could get blocked <laughs> in, but I, as a retired truck driver, it's kind of small for me. <laughs> okay. So you're used to 18-wheelers, which yes. is what, 53 yes. feet plus the plus the cab, you know? Yeah, so. the trailer I pulled the last 10 years of my life was a pneumatic, what they call a pneumatic tanker. It was 48 feet plus the trail. You're talking roughly 60 feet that you have to get in somewhere. And parallel parking one of them is a little bit of a challenge. Okay, so you're this is a piece of cake for you. Okay. But if you park it in a parking lot, you go into a store, um, and um and you leave it there and people can it's a witness there even while while you're in the store. Oh yes. I have actually went into the store with my wife or something like that when she's with me and she's shopping for <laughs> stuff or something like that. And I've stood and watched as people drive whole circles around it and taking pictures of it with their smartphones and all. And I have people, as a matter of fact, on the way over here, Bert, as I was coming out of the house in Atlanta, I stopped at a Jack's food store and I pulled into the parking lot. Before I could get a truck, one of the ladies that worked behind the counter was coming out the door with a smartphone and said, Holly, can I take a picture of that? Okay. And I told her yes. And they take that picture, they're going to share it with somebody. That's right. So then they're doing the same thing I do. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, in this, since you have with us the first time, God laid it on your heart to write a song. And you've written a song. You didn't sing it, right? No. Okay. I I didn't know for sure. I was making sure. And uh, we're going we're going to hear it. But tell us about the history of this song that you wrote. Well, the song was actually written before I was here the first time, and I'll, but it's as I was traveling, the Lord laid on my heart about the cross and about America and our need to stand up. And it was, goes to the theme of one of the old gospel songs, but it's just called Awake, Arise, You Christians. It's telling us how that we should awake, how the enemy is trying to devour us and stuff like this, and that we, the church, have to stand up and stand strong to the end of time fighting together all the way and 
that's the name of us, Awake Arise Ye Christians. So we want you to hear this song uh, on the program today. And right after the song, we'll be back to discuss what we hope it will accomplish. Awake, awake ye Christians, the time to fight has come. The battle cry has sounded, we must now stand as one. The hope of lost around us depends on us this day. The cross of Christ before us will lead us all the way. Awake, arise ye Christians, come join the fight today. Christ our risen Savior will lead us all the way. Lost souls that are around us depend on us this day. The cross of Christ before us, eternal hope displayed. Arise, arise, ye Christians, the fight has now begun. The battle is before us, the victory must be won. Stands ready to devour. We must not faint or falter in this God's greatest hour. Fight on, fight on, ye Christians. We follow Christ today. The power of God protects us, so in the fight we stay. The enemy is running, the fight is almost won. The cross of Christ before us, these lost ones to God's Son. Praise God, praise God, ye Christians, the battle has been won. The power of God before us, the victory is God's Son. Lost souls now saved from Satan belong to Christ today. The Church of Christ united, fighting all the way. The Church of Christ united, stood fighting all the way. Larry, hearing that song, what what are you hoping that people will respond? How you know? Usually, songs calls for some kind of response, worship action, uh, contemplation. What what do you think people, how they respond after hearing this song? Well, Awake Arise You Christians is a song that was written, I believe, by the Lord give me the message of it, to encourage every Christian 
that has ever been saved by his son Jesus Christ to unite together, to stand as a force against the evil and Satan in our world, and in this nation especially, because it is coming against us, and it's only us that can stand against it. And I believe it's a unity song to call people to stand together, work together, to make sure the message of Christ is continually spread as far and wide as we can, especially across our nation, until the day Christ comes back again. And we're praying that that would be a blessing to you. And as you stand for Christ, uh, when God laid this on your heart and you started carrying it out and you're doing it now, uh, when you see people that are, you know, they have a vision and, you know, it may be different than anybody else's, you know, vision that God's given them, encourage people to carry out what God's called them to do. You, you're carrying this out. You just didn't sit and say, oh, I should have. I wish I have. You're doing it. Encourage those people that that maybe, you know, they. I don't know if God wants me to do it or not. Encourage them to carry out what God's calling them to do. Well, I guess I could share right there something that was shared with me by a, a pastor older than myself several years ago. He explained to me that if you feel in your heart that God's asking you to do something, and it continues, and you can't get rid of it. He says, it's more than likely from the Lord, and it will not go away, and you need to follow through with it, and only you could possibly do it because God has certain people to do certain jobs. So if you feel the God calling you, step out, step forward, get people behind you to encourage you, and go for it. It's not always going to be easy, but I promise you the reward of seeing people smile and come to Christ and stuff like this it's all worth it. Well, in connection with American Family Radio, you knew about us, and you contacted us, and then through Exploring Missions, we become partners in telling others about this ministry. How important is partnership with working with others? Working with others is very important because you cannot carry out everything yourself. I don't have the time to stay on the road and broadcast announcements about what I'm doing. I welcome partnership. I welcome churches that want to stand behind this ministry. I welcome individuals that want to stand behind this ministry and become partners with us. I know at some point in this ministry, if it's ever going to complete its will, because I'm not as young as I used to be, that I might have to need another bigger ministry to come alongside my ministry to keep it going when I can't. Amen. And we're talking to Larry Waits. Larry is founder and president of Christian Standing Up for Christ Jesus. And you can contact him. The phone number is 770-722-2110. Let me say that again. 770-722-2110. And then Facebook. You can contact you at Facebook. And uh, it's it's Christians uh, Move Christ Cross. Is that's not it? No. What is it? You tell me, brother. Okay, it's Christians standing up for Christ Jesus. Okay, Christians standing up for Christ Jesus, and so you can contact Larry and find out more what he's doing. You may want to help him in uh, carrying out what he's doing, and look out for a truck pulling a trailer with a cross and signs, and that cross is pretty big size cross. Yes, sir. And thank you, Larry, for being with us today. Thank you for allowing me to be here. Hearing Larry talk about how God is using him and 
uh, what he is doing these days. Nathan, you referred to it in Joel chapter 2 about the older men uh, dream dreams. Let me read that. Or you Do you have it where you yeah, could read it? I'll chapter read it. 2, verse, 20, verse 28. Yeah. yeah, Joel chapter 2, 28. After this, I will pour out my spirit on all humanity. Then your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will have dreams, and your young men will see visions. When I interviewed Larry, I saw a man who had a vision of what God was calling him to do. Now, he, he's a Christian and has served the Lord, uh, but he's been a truck driver. And uh, God has called him into an interesting ministry. Uh, he's got his truck. He's got his trailer. And he drives to special locations. He drives to uh, special events. And he'll park that trailer at a place where they read the sign he has in his trailer about salvation, about coming to God. And God's called him to that. And he's doing this in his older years. And he's using his gifts. He's using his talents. And he has a dream and a vision of, of going through all 50 states and sharing this and carrying the word of God. Yes, it's on a trailer. It's a little bit unconventional, but listen, that's what God uses. I found out God using him as a truck driver. If I had to do that, I'm afraid I would get in places where I couldn't get out of. And uh, he, I asked him if he was fearful of getting stuck somewhere. He said, well, I, I use my skills that I've developed over the years. And so here it is, in his retirement, he's still serving the Lord. Some of the greatest people that has influenced me in my life has been individuals that were a lot older than me. And I'm getting that age now to, to you know, in the upper generation. I'm, I've done it rather reluctantly, yeah. I have to admit. want to stay young, but the time does creep. But those people that have gone before me, I'm standing on their shoulders they're giants, and so retirement does not mean stoppage of ministry, does it? No, and for many people, it's the beginning of a new chapter of, of ministry. Um, a lot of people in their minds might have, maybe even their hearts, visions, dreams, something that God has placed on their heart, and they're just there's they don't see a way to carry it out in their current uh, life situation. Um, and maybe, you know, the message isn't to wait if, um, you know, if God's given you something to do, you need to, you know, do that. But, you know, an, inc an increase in time and capacity of, uh, finances or whatever the case might be after, after work is, a sometimes an open door for people to jump into a new chapter of ministry. And, um, you know, maybe, Maybe that's you. We were talking over lunch, you know, today, just how, um, you know, at being active after retirement is essential. One, it, it might keep you around a lot longer. Um, you know, we, God doesn't expect us to just sit around. and, and That's nowhere, is it? No, nowhere. No. And so we're, we're talking maybe, I'll, I'll be very frank, I'm talking about a new paradigm when it comes to mission work. Uh we know good and well, Paul talked about in 1 Corinthians 7 about ministry and about a person that's single and a person that's married with children, that the person with a, a wife, a husband with children 
they have more concerns because they're they're looking at this decision they make affecting so many more. But if the person is single, it's just them that they are referring to at that point in time. And Paul says, for his ministry is concerned, it's easier to be the way I am right. as single. So here we have a man and a woman, and they have a family, and the cost of ministry of them going somewhere is significant. The endangerment of lives is more endangerment. And we've talked to individuals here even on this program that when they got to the age of retirement, selling their house and going on mission for God, they I mean, they we're talking about this particular couple going to a foreign country and serving the Lord. Here's Larry that we interviewed today, and he is, you know, he's got his headquarters, got his home, but he is going to spend most of the time on the road driving that truck and that trailer to strategic places to share the gospel. And when people come, he's going to be able to share the gospel with them and tell them about Jesus Christ. It's kind of a new paradigm that I, I think we need to look at because people are living longer and they're healthier right now. So they, they may have 10, 15, 20 years after retirement of doing a, a work, not just here, but even in a foreign country. Yeah, there's actually mission agencies are are tapping into that new paradigm that you're talking about. And there's there's programs, there's pathways for retirees to retire overseas, live in a different country where a lot of places the cost of living is lower, where you can, you know, your dollar bill will go, it will stretch Long a lot further. Yeah. And uh, you can live well, have good health care, uh, but be intentional about making disciples of the nations, of the people groups that are all around you. Um, and, you know, I've heard, you know, you might say, oh, it's too late for me to learn a new language. I, I, I know people that have learned new languages into their 70s. Well, if, if you know that's your case and, and you're 40 years old and you've got your family and you've got to prepare for them, you've got to, to have, you know, uh, them, uh, their schooling, their uh, clothing and everything. And right now it doesn't look at all. It would cost so much. You could start learning that language now. True. God, you could start saying, Lord, put it on my heart where you would want me to go. And you could start working on that language. And where you have served for the past five years uh, over in Clarkston, Georgia, they could take some short-term mission trips there, and they right. could look at the dynamic of the people that God would send them to uh, after retirement. And yeah, they would already have a heads up on on what it's going to be like. Yeah, if you're not at retirement age right now, you have plenty of time to prepare and and explore and and look at, you know, what God might have for you. I mean, that wouldn't that be an an incredible, maybe even a dangerous, a challenging prayer? You know, I I'm 40 and I haven't thought much at all about my own retirement. But what a what a prayer. Lord, when I retire, whenever that will be, where will you send me then? You know, Show me now where you might send me. Allow me to prepare. Allow me to uh, to make myself ready. Um, yeah, you want to be on mission where you are now, but like we mentioned, at retirement, you might have more opportunity. And again, we're talking about health, uh, 
you know, yeah, they're living a longer life and possibly of having more time on the fishing, uh, fishing, fisher of men. <laughs> fishing <laughs> about, yeah. Uh, have more time on the mission field than they would have now because many times they have to come back home for their children's sake. But now they could go. So we're we're suggesting, yeah, we're suggesting to those who are listening that they consider what God would have them to do even after retirement. We talked about Joel. You know, God doesn't talk about retirement anywhere in the Bible. Now, far as we know, the apostles, uh, all but John met a martyr's death, and we're not so sure about John. We know in his older age he was exiled on the Isle of Patmos. Mm-hmm. Isn't that where he wrote the book of Revelation? Yeah. As an old man, he dreamed a dream. There it is. Um, and and God revealed himself to John, and then John would write it to the churches. Um, and, you know, God's never through with you. God's mm-hmm. never, um, you know, you can never punch the clock at the end of your life, say, okay, I'm, I'm done, and then sit back and, and relax, um, you're always on mission. You're always at work. I, I'm going to call a name of a man that just has blessed my life, uh, Galen and Dottie Goolsby. Uh, I was their pastor uh, at, before I came here at FA, and he was a man that loved the Lord. Dottie, his wife, did as well. They still do, and things had changed for them physically. And he could not do what he'd always done. I mean, he was a fireman, but he was also uh, all the a hands-on guy helping people. And his health had failed, but he could still write notes <laughs> and prayer grams to individuals. And in the Sunday school class that I taught, he took it personally. He would get everybody's prayer request, try to get their address, and he would write them a prayer gram saying, we are praying for you and we're asking God to bless you. That's just an example, but there's don't sit down. Be on mission for God until you last draw your last breath. Yeah, amen. There's no time to quit. One last thing that we're talking about, Larry, God's called into this. He prayed about it, and he said, Lord, I'm willing to do whatever you want me to do. And so he's doing something I don't know if anybody else is doing. He's been on a program and when he was on our program the last, he said, Bert, God uh, got in touch with different people telling me what a blessing it was for him to be following the Lord. And it was encouragement to others for them to follow the Lord. And that's what we want to do on Exploring Missions. Connect also with the next generation. You never know what you're going to do to influence the ones who are following you. They are looking. You and I, we know we've looked at individuals, the senior adults that I know that have influenced you and blessed your life, uh, they're real and they'll stand strong. And we want you to do that today. We want you to know that God's not through with you. Um, You may be at home. You can pray. You can seek God and ask God to do some work in your life and demonstrate that. But if you're physically able, say, Lord, where would you have me to go? Across the street or across the world? Nathan, it's been good to talk with you today, and it's good for us to look at what God would have us to do, even in retirement. Yeah, I'm thankful for those who have invested their lives in my life and in so many others. 
uh, instead of, you know, sitting around watching the leaves turn. Amen. They wanted to see lives changed, and so they get in the game and, and follow Jesus.